Un- unfortunately, I was already a reveler first, so I couldn't become celibate. Right. So I keep pumping out kids. Pumping them out. So like I, I'm like 45 or 50, and I've got like 16 kids. <laughs> That's aggressive. And like 13 of them are girls. Right. So I only had three boys, which is ideally very good. Right. But these boys suck. They're just all awful. Welcome to the second podcast. We're going to talk about a couple game or a game from each week and um, what we found the most entertaining. We're not going to give you quite the same analysis we will going forward uh, just because we have so much ground to cover. Uh, and then after that, we're going to dip into a little bit about the upcoming match week five. We are recording during the international break. Um, so we're going to pick a couple games that we think you guys should watch and then follow along because we're going to talk about them on our next pod as well as anything else that pops up um so yeah next we're gonna jump in and and talk about some of the matches um before we get into that um, to stick with the tradition of the premier league so far this season um we're gonna take a moment uh, and talk about the black Lives matters movement um as you've seen if you watched um the the players have all been taking a knee uh, before the games to show their uh, support uh, for the Black Lives Matter movement, which is obviously a universal um, thing, but it's also uh, very important to the, the U.S. right now. And it was a lot of the protests here in the U.S. that, that sparked um, kind of this show of solidarity. Um, so if you're located in the U.S. like we are, uh, make sure you get out and vote. If you don't know how, vote. Definitely get out and vote. Vote411.com will uh, tell you everything you need to know about um, how to register and, and how to vote. And yeah, that's the big thing is, you know, that's how we can use our voice and professional soccer players can take a knee and uh, we can get out and, and get to the ballot. So, yeah, I mean, there's really no excuse. Uh, the whole it's not really going to matter. It's just one vote. Like, yeah, but it's millions of just one votes. Right. So definitely, uh, Luke, I, I believe you said the website is 411.vote411.com. Uh, vote, uh, vote All right. One more time. That's vote411.com just so that everyone understands. But yeah, we're, um, uh, I guess the best way to put it is we're very in support of Black Lives Matter. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we, we're, this is, I mean, you'll, I mean, you'll hear if you continue to listen to the pod, this is going to be a pretty liberal pod. Like you're not going to hear any kind of any kind of um, pro-racist or, or well, Trump views. <laughs> um, you're, like, you're not going to hear that on this pod. Um, I mean, yeah, women's rights, like, you're not going to hear us be like, yeah, yeah that, we uh, need a conservative in the court. Like, no. The, uh, that, there's a sign that you see walking around uh, in Buffalo, a couple of things that uh, they say, it's like Black Lives Matter, women's rights are just rights, um, love is love, and science is real. Uh, I, I, yeah. I love that sign. Uh, so yeah, that's, that, that's yeah I feel like that's a good representation yeah. of our podcast. Yeah. Exactly. So moving on, let's uh, games. Let's start talking about some games. Um, yeah. Well, we're going to go over um, at least one game from each week so far. We're recording this after game week four. Um, so we're just going to talk about, you know, one of the top games uh, of each week and and then definitely delve in a little more and, and uh, but maybe not do as much analysis on other for, ones. So. For, for the record, there will be more games per week going forward. But that, as is, you know, we're not going to go over, you know, all like, however many matches correct are, we we didn't want to uh bore you with a five-hour podcast of, of four weeks of yeah uh, just games. like this goal happened here this goal happened here it was great yeah no you're not gonna get that well we'll go over a few games uh first game that i would like to delve into luke we're gonna look at uh i'd say leeds liverpool the first week so i guess we'll, we'll just kind of pick like most entertaining at least to us kind of um or most interesting i guess that'd be a better way to put it um, but at least, you know, starting the season out, you see a game that the, you know, current title holders are coming out ahead by only one goal over a recently promoted team, and it's 4-3. And yeah. it's a game that easily could have gone either way. It's an 80th minute penalty is, is that yeah. fourth goal. So. Exactly. 
Um, yeah, I mean, I think it was it was an exciting game. Um, watching, I uh, watched it live uh, as the first game of the season. I was like so excited for the Premier League to be back. Uh, but then, you know, when I was refreshing, watching some some highlights, um, it was just a it was just a fun game to watch. Um, obviously. As a Man City fan, I want Liverpool to lose, uh, so I'm disappointed they couldn't at least hold on for the draw. Um, but it uh, was just a lot of back and forth. Um, you know, it looks like it, it would concern me if I I do like watching Leeds. I wouldn't consider myself a Leeds fan. Um, I would definitely need to up my blood pressure meds uh, if I for sure. if I was a Leeds fan because they are wild and I. It's so fun to watch as a neutral. Um, definitely seems like it would be very stressful as a Leeds fan, but the fact that they can, you know, they've given up three or four goals in two games and scored three and four, so they're definitely a high-power offense and a, and a questionable defense, but in, in a very entertaining way. So I don't particularly – like, so, so I, didn't, I didn't watch the game uh, yeah. when it happened. Um, I don't exactly remember what I was doing, to be honest. Um but I did watch the extended highlights, and I would say I was really impressed with uh, Jack Harrison oh, yeah. at the end of this game. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of City, um, I was also—I mean, it's hard not to be impressed with Mosala. Like that second oh, goal, course, yeah. that second goal was it, it just impactful. Unreal, like yeah. just such just a calm first touch, bring it down, and then he really loves using his weak foot. Like I guess he, he must have just worked on that so hard that he's so proud that he just wants to show that off all the time. Right, absolutely. He just, yeah. I feel like anytime I see him pull a shot, he's trying to pull with his left foot. But I mean, that time he stuck it right in the top corner and it was just absolutely gorgeous. So, I mean, I may hate Liverpool in general and I may definitely really dislike Liverpool fans, but you'll never see me not giving credit where credit is due at least. Like I can I can respect the skill. I can respect the talent. Um, I really wish Mohamed Salah was on Everton. Right, yeah. No, definitely. Say that. <laughs> definitely. Uh, Seems like an awesome dude yeah. who does awesome things in the community and is absolutely amazing on the pitch. So. Yeah, yeah. Seems like a, a good guy. I got a late, quote-unquote, late start to his career. Yeah. It's wild. But, um, yeah, I mean, he, he was uh, obviously had a hat trick in this game. Two penalties, but still not. don't want to take anything away from him. They were... Um, they were they were good goals and and his I agree with that that uh, you know Harrison his his goal looked looked nice that's kind of what he does that that cut inside from the from the wing is kind of his um his main thing um and gave him the actual okie doke yeah. with the second push to the inside yeah. before he pulled it to the corner exactly. that was my favorite yeah. part yeah it kind of looked like uh, a little bit like Sterling every once in yeah. a while so yeah um, I that's really yeah I feel to like that's that. a really good comparison uh, one thing that I would like to ask you about is our as our resident uh, former player, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, obviously yeah, that was resident, a joke. Yeah. Um, is that clearance for the second goal by Leeds uh, from Van Dyke? Like, I, don't get me wrong, Van Dyke still, you know, probably by probably, I say probably, but he is the best defender in the Premier League still. I'd say probably. At the, I mean, obviously, it's, yeah. a, it's a small sample a small size. Sample I don't want to. So I, I would want, still yeah. give him oh, that yeah, title. Absolutely. But it, the, what I'm, what I would say is, at least based upon that play and some other instances mm. to start the season where he's actually getting dribbled around, right? Like I would say that that's a bit concerning if I were a Liverpool fan. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that was awful. Like, there's really no other, no other word to describe it. It, it's something you would be surprised to see from any Premier League defender. And then to see it from arguably the best Premier League defender was just yeah. was, was shocking. A defender who didn't get dribbled around last right, season, right? Exactly. It was it was uh, I don't nonchalant, lazy. I don't really know yeah. what uh, you know. He doesn't make mistakes, and then seem and he made a big one there. So um, obviously, I don't want to take away from from Bamford though. He's a he is a player that doesn't get a lot of respect. Um, down he definitely in the does Premier not. League, but. Uh, Bielsa believes in him deeply, and and he he's been performing so far this season. So, on um, a quite a few Everton podcasts that I listen to, um, well, it's one podcast, but they have a lot of different episodes. Uh, well, shout out to the Blue Room. Um, that, that, but, that is how podcast works. Yeah, usually, more uh, one. so they 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 definitely talk shit about Patrick Manford. Like yeah. I've heard it definitely a couple of different times. Some shit talking about Patrick. So the love does not emanate around the league for Patrick Manford. Yeah. So. Um, Obviously, I mean, just to wrap it up, that the, the disappointing. To, they went, you know, 
20, 25 minutes with no goals and that late penalty. It was a clear penalty, so you can't have too many arguments. But yeah. just really boneheaded play um, by their center back, I want to say it was, that um, committed the foul. I just... You know, I at first I you know I always want to say it's bullshit because it's Liverpool, <laughs> but it, it wasn't. That was that was a penalty, and it's four three. So, um, great way to get the season started. It was a really fun, entertaining game. Um, and uh, the one oh last thing I want to say is just Dallas on on uh, Leeds. A lot of fun to watch. He when he gets the ball, he is just flying all of a sudden to to be coming from that wing back position. Um, it's it's very interesting to see how quick he moves and, and how willing he is to, to carry the ball. Mm-hmm. I agree. All right. So moving on. CC. CC. <laughs> moving on. We'll uh, for our Spanish friends. Uh, yeah. Moving on. We'll talk about a interesting game from the second week. Um, this one, honestly, the second week was not a super, well, there wasn't any obvious choice, I guess is, is how I should phrase it. There are a lot of entertaining games, uh, but nothing that stuck out to me as just a clear, like, oh, this is the game we have to talk about. So I went with Arsenal-West Ham because um, you got to talk about the – I wanted to try to include some of the the big six in there and talk about Arsenal and uh, what they've done so far this season. Um, and also I think West Ham's one of those teams that always, always hangs out on the, the fringe and is yeah. never as good as you think they should be. I, yeah, I'd be really – I mean, I, I know how they – feel in general i feel like because i mean i've been right. an oh, yeah. fan for like seven eight years and i've never really tasted success until now well i mean kind of with the one year under roberto but right. i mean even then is like flash in the pan type stuff mm-hmm. uh, this one feels like it could be a lot more sustained but i mean you just you really feel for west ham fans you build a new stadium it's not very good like <laughs> you, you buy new players they're not very good <laughs> like, right you get a new coach He's not very good. <laughs> like, I, I, it's like, what are you, what are you gonna do? Like, where are you gonna go? I, I, I feel for them. I mean, I mean, I know that a lot of people talked about maybe Moyes doing a better job this season, um, but I, I don't trust him. I don't trust him. And when I heard he was possibly coming to Everton before we got Carlo, I was freaking out. So yeah, yeah I'm not, definitely. I'm not a huge David Moyes guy. Yeah, I respect yeah. what he did for us for a while with what he had because he didn't have much with the penny budget. But I, I definitely wouldn't want him as my manager, and I feel for West Ham fans that do have them, uh, have him as their manager. One thing I will say, as far as West Ham goes, is I'm just kind of surprised with how productive Mikel Antonio oh, has yeah. been. Yeah, shout out at uh, end of last Mikel, season going yeah. into into this one. I think that was kind really of really impressed. The, the big thing from from the first couple of games was is he going to be able to keep that up? And at least you know this game he got himself a goal. Uh, mm-hmm. They go down one nothing early. Obviously, Lacazette has a has a nice um, goal. Honestly, the both of Arsenal's goals were were solid. Just you know, crosses. It wasn't anything special from Lacazette, but he, he had some movement and got got in space. Got, free. got a good um, got a good delivery and was able to tap it home. Um, and then you know, as the twenty fifth minute and twenty minutes later, you kind of see the same thing happen. The other side, uh, Mikel had a little less space, um, but he he got he got just enough space to get his toe on it. And, and bury it uh, right before half, which you know is is big for the the morale of the team. Um, and obviously to him to continue that run is is good for them, at least a, a positive sign. To bring it back to the the West Ham game though, is uh, Antonio. Um, I I think uses it very well. Yes. As well, um, there are a couple players, Zaha, Torre, um, Antonio, who are big strong guys, and you see them use it properly, which is great because you know. Just having all that muscle for no reason would be useless, <laughs> especially when it uh, get the ladies brings, you, brings you speed down a little bit. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm I'm on an EPL team and I'm fucking ripped. <laughs> yeah. I come, mean, come pretty sure, some. pretty sure I'm on an EPL game their team. You will get you most, most women. Mm. You, have you have you seen the wages? Have you seen the wages? Yeah, I mean, I have seen the wages, but like, let me just show you. Hold on. Not all soccer players are looking like Dominic Calvert-Lewin out here. I'm not, fucking... I'm not saying they are. I'm just saying that, like, I think I, I'm saying I don't. I'm not sure the looks really matter that much when you're you're making 200k uh, a week. I think it kind of depends on what kind of what quality. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, kind of woman you're going for. Yeah, for sure. Because I'm not thinking that Harvey Elliott <laughs> is getting a ton of ladies. <laughs> I. 
That's because no one knows who Harvey Elliott is. Uh, if he starts for Liverpool, uh, I actually but he gets a ton of ladies. Yeah, so I was gonna say, I mean, which is, it's which all, is the fuck it, up. It's all uh, this is all a joke. He gets a lot of Liverpool. No, that's what I was looking for. I was looking for old Ben. He gets a lot of oh Ben Wood, but yeah. he's only like nineteen though. So he, he, he gets a lot of Scouse women. Which I feel uh, like Ben hasn't actually a puberty you, yet. You can you can decide if that's a positive or a negative, um, but. Hey, don't you down talk Scousers. <laughs> Scouse ladies are uh, wonderful. Yeah. I used to take care of one at the bank. And then, so... She was a Liverpool oh, fan, so she's dead to me now. Wasn't she always dead to you? No, she's actually pretty nice. Her and her husband, they were like, oh, like our, our kids in Evertonian. And I was like, oh, good. I'm glad someone in your family has sense. And then they'd like laugh and they'd be like, our, our brothers and sisters corrupted them. And I'm like... No, like you're just you're terrible. You're terrible. You're terrible. How, are you gonna, how are you gonna have all your family support Everton and you're gonna be the Liverpool supporters? Uh, you know what yeah. that shows to me? That shows a lack of character. That's what that shows. <laughs> Moral and that's why you had to run to none. America. Wow. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, lack of character, America does make sense. Yeah, that's what, um, that's what I'm saying. But yeah, uh, to to finish talking about the Arsenal match, <laughs> I'm um, sorry, no they did. Yeah. It was really good. I, I I would say I was uh, impressed by Nketiah coming in yeah. and getting yeah. that goal. Nketiah, and then you know I think Arsenal clearly deserved that win. Uh, but yeah. it was a quality quality header, I believe. At the end, well, uh, most teams goal. who play West Ham deserve the win. Well, yeah, I mean they they played well. And <laughs> yes, they, yes, they did. That is correct. I mean, they had sixty three percent possession. Like that's right. quite a bit. Yeah, same shots on target though. So right. yeah, yeah. I mean, they definitely took took advantage where they where they could. Right. Yeah. Kind of uh, a lot of the possession, I think, was more in the the middle of the park. They were controlling play, but not necessarily getting uh, good attacks going forward, which is you know could be quality defense from West Ham. So good on them as well. But uh, they ended up losing two to one, and that does not get you any points. Quality defense, <laughs> unless you win. Thank score you, more points. John Madden. Yeah. Losing the game gets you zero points. It does. It's correct. <laughs> not, it's not like hockey where you lose in overtime, you get a point. Bullshit. That's fucking weird. <laughs> Disagree with how that works. Even though I don't watch hockey. Okay, so, I mean, like how we're just not putting any Everton games in here. They're, they're doing so great. We're going to throw some respect to them, but we're not going to highlight any of the games. We'll yeah. look over City, though. I mean... I'm just fucking with you. So, <laughs> I'm just two, with you. two things. I'm just fucking with you. I know, I know, but just just to, just to get it out there, uh, Everton versus Tottenham first game was interesting, but Leeds Liverpool I thought took uh, precedent. Yeah, that's fair. And uh, the idea that you know I want to talk about this Man City Leicester team is their game is obviously just bullshit. Obviously, uh, um, yeah. <laughs> as a Man City fan, so I'm not sure. Uh, what, what's your point? Well, is? Yeah, okay, fair. You you, you talk, talk about City Leicester. Talk about City Leicester. Go, go wax poetic while I go have some weed. City Leicester uh, was very disappointing. Um, obviously, looking at the scoreline, it was unfair to City, I think. Um, they definitely did not play as well as they could have. Um, the first 30 minutes, they dominated the game, um, but they didn't. They only scored one. Mares' goal, whew. Early contender for goal of the season, though, with the off foot and just on a corner kick, he lets it bounce back to him and just buries it in the top corner. It was a gorgeous volley. Um, but after that, you know, City's kind of controlling the play. They're not getting the goal. Um, they had a goal called offside um, for Rodri. And, and even before that, they had a. De Bruyne put a beautiful free kick in. It was just a little behind Fernandinho, and he wasn't able to bury it. Um, and then on a very similar pay, Rodri does bury it, but he was offside. So definitely disappointing not to take that that two to one lead. Um, and you kind of let Lester hang in there, and Lester hanging in there is very dangerous when you got Jamie Vardy, who is one of two people to ever score a hat trick against a Pep coached. Man City team, the other one being Lionel Messi, and Vardy now has two versus us. Um, so definitely disappointing. They let him hang in there, and then Kyle Walker just made a very poor decision. Um, Vardy definitely made a meal out of the contact, but you can't put your arm up on on top of a player and expect not to get called. So Vardy always makes a meal of any contact. That's why he's one of the leaders in penalties. Well. Gone. One, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so it was a, it was a good. Uh, I mean, he he buried it, and they went up, or they I'm sorry, not went up. They drew one to one at that point. 
Then Vardy has a goal that was absolutely ridiculous. Um, another early contender for goal of the season. Um, there's going to be a lot of goals of the season if I'm in charge, but <laughs> it was better than Mahrez's. Um, absolutely ridiculous with a low cross coming in. Um, lazy defending by City. Um, they don't do a good job of marking Harvey Barnes. Um, and then he gets a, I, I believe he crossed it. Or he might have been, he might have been one pass back, but. Um, you know, they have a good play and cross it to, to Vardy and Garcia's late getting over there. So he's behind him and Vardy just does this ridiculous dummy with his left foot, catches it with the heel of his right foot and just flips it over Ederson. Um, you could even see he looked like, did that, did I, I, is that going to go in? And then you can see him react like, holy shit. So, um, you know, I, I, I respect it. Then, uh, next we get, a. Another penalty call. Um, this time, Garcia was disappointing. Um, you definitely, after that first goal, you'd tell that Leicester were back in the game. Um, City lost all semblance of the, the possession that they had before. So, you know, it is what it is. Game ends up, uh, they ended up with three penalties um, conceded. The second one and the third one kind of hurt. The, the third one didn't matter because the game was over but Mendy barely touched him and he makes a meal of it again Matt this is Madison this time um you know at same idea you shouldn't put your hand on up on a player um if you don't want to get called especially in the box but then the the one the second one with Vardy and Garcia I don't know the the announcers acted like um it was a clear penalty and obviously I'm a homer so maybe I was wrong but it looks to me there's definite contact but it looks to me like Vardy initiates some of the contact so obviously if Vardy gets in front of Garcia and Garcia comes through his back that's going to be a, a pen every day of the week but Vardy kind of goes into Garcia as he's getting in front of him so I think a lot of that contact is started by um Vardy mm-hmm. and I think that that kind of made it uh, a questionable call, but it was Michael Oliver who I actually respect. I think he's one of the the best referees in the the Premier League. So it oh. is what it is. Yeah, I um, I really dislike that that call, um, because I feel like if 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 you're losing control of the ball, or if you're realizing you're not you don't have the angle that you want to get the shot, mm-hmm. or a defender is coming at you too fast for you to pull it, every single player steps over the ball. Right. And just lets that leg hang there. Right. So that as soon as it gets touched, they can fall however they need to fall. And as a former diver <laughs> in basketball, because I took uh, many a charge mm-hmm. in my years, I, I understand it, I guess. But, I mean, at least when I dove, it, it was like I got the call like 25% of the time. Right, right. I'm not getting the call like 60, 70 80 percent of the time like these premier league players are but i guess you know i'm not really playing at the same kind of skill level <laughs> absolutely there. yeah so i mean i it's it's really hard to talk about because it's like it's how what else are you gonna say about it you don't like to see it in the game you wish it really wasn't there as much but the reason why it's there is so much is because it works like it's just something that it's you either accept it and you move on or you 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 know you stop watching and right. obviously we haven't stopped watching yeah so. it's one of those things where um you would hope var would kind of be able to alleviate it a little bit i don't think we're there yet um but yeah, well, it's premier league know, is so bad with VAR. yeah and i get the idea that it's, it's supposed to be a you know a clear and obvious error but i and i don't necessarily want a tons of stops but I, it's a huge one like a penalty kick like i think michael oliver should be able to go over and look at his own you know live um, maybe not. Maybe he can't watch it in slow mo. She can only watch it in real time, and then you watch it three or four times and see, like, oh, okay, you know, maybe that was less contact, or maybe he did initiate the contact. Um, but I'm not that worried about it. Um, something to complain about. Um, I don't think it ruins the game for me in, in any, any stretch of the imagination. And it, it takes. It's one of those. At least that specific one is is one of those plays where. You know, Vardy had to do a lot of work to get that call, so it's not like it didn't feel that cheap. Um, yeah, but I mean, it, it's like at least for me, it, with that compiled with the new handball rule, which it, I guess makes about equal amount of sense as the old handball rule. I mean, it's just 
they just need to find a better way yeah. to, to go about making the rules. Well, like, yeah. even the offsides rule, like you're what, like a toe offside, you're offside. Like that's not that was never really the point of the rule. That that that's just what it evolved into because of people being like, oh, it's it's the letter of the law, you know. Yeah. People like I, me who really want to win. And, I was gonna and, say, and are pulling out the rule book, being like, you can't do that. I think I think it's um, the issue is with by allowing the rules to have a little more interpretation. You're always going to have good refs and bad refs, right? Whereas you know, at least with offside, um, I understand the argument. I understand the frustration, but when people say, "Oh, it's just his toe was offside," it's like, okay, well, how much? How much offside do you allow? Right, is is allowed? Yeah, yeah and the, you because you have to draw a line somewhere. Right, and the the problem right now is that the some of the cameras aren't keeping up with the players. Whether you'll see, yeah, you see that like an angle, and it's, yeah, or like what frame is really you know they're like well right, this guy the six yeah, possible frames. This for guy the is his like, his armpit. There was one that Sterling. His armpit was like six centimeters offside and you're like okay but he's moving 15 centimeters every frame so how do you stop him at the right frame you right know, while someone's right. taking a ball so the technology has got to get better and they've got to um make it uniform but i think the the idea of being a hard cutoff is you know to, to make it uniform same with the new handball rule i i'm not a fan of it i think it's kind of boring and then the, the boring way to win a game um, but I think it takes that kind of, you know, you could ask five refs and three of them would say it's a handball, two of them want it. Now right. it's uh, everyone's going to say it's a handball. They're going to be like, fuck, I hate making that call, but it's a handball. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you can tell that most of them do. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you definitely tell. And, and you know, there are times when I was refing um there'd be games where you like teams getting just smacked around it's like four nothing or five nothing and and some kid sticks his hand up and you're like shit like that's a handball i have to call it as a handball but like do i really give a penalty kick to a team that's a five nothing right now in the 12 so i did you have to but uh i would definitely... without mercy though <laughs> <laughs> i'd be right. like Take this L, bitch. You gotta learn how to be better. Yeah, you'd fucking send the kid off too. For not first, you're fucking yeah, last. Key. You denied an obvious goal scoring opportunity. Fucking straight red. Send him off. I mean, I wouldn't put it past yeah. me. <laughs> I actually, there was a play where I um, should have. There was, I remember this vividly. Uh, one of my last couple of years of roughing, it was like a 12, 13 year old team but it was like their um one of their more higher level leagues called the three-way league um so it's like the highest level that that you can have in buffalo um as we're playing a team from canada and they only had like nine players to start uh, it was 11 v 11 game <laughs> so like they just didn't have enough players that showed up i don't know if they like had duis and they couldn't get over the border or what wow. uh, i guess it's the other way around but <laughs> the uh so they um it's they're already down three four nothing or whatever and this kid just sticks his hand out and smacks the ball it was clearly going into that and i blow my whistle and the coach for the team that's up four nothing goes no and i was like what like who is yelling at me right now and i like turn he's like do not send that kid off and i was like i wasn't gonna and he's like okay thank god so <laughs> so you know sometimes mercy is wanted even by wow. the by the competitor so that's um that's something that might be unique to soccer around this area yeah right so, I, I can tell you that in my many years of sporting experience i've never come across that never heard of good sportsmanship <laughs> i mean what is good sportsmanship luke i mean we all of our own definitions I, I will say that i've been spit on it was not necessarily um you know, wow, through, throughout the full team, uh, because I think that game did end up like eight nothing. So the kids were still like, "Fuck you, I'm gonna score," but which is fine. They're thirteen, um, got to pad the stats, but they um, always got to pad. Sometimes stats. you know the coaches do step up. Yeah, um, well, my coach stepped up. Um, since you haven't prodded any further, I'm just gonna give it to you anyways. Yeah, yeah, was... um, I made a tackle on the sidelines, and I think it was in like seventh or eighth grade. Oh, no, it, was, it was eighth grade, so it was in eighth grade, and I crushed this kid. Right. But I fell on my what we already know is a fucked up shoulder, right? And it really hurt. I, I dislocated it again. And that was when it was early enough to where when I dislocated it, like that was a problem. You still felt something. Like yeah, like there was there was pain that was experienced. So I was down on the ground, 
and the quarterback of the other team who I had just smacked, mm-hmm. he was, I guess, pissed off that I was smacking him around all day because that's kind of what I did. And uh, he got up and he spat on me. Wow. And uh, uh, everyone saw it, except for me. I didn't know what was happening. So apparently my coach came over and he was he was giving the business to everyone on the field because no one came over to, like, attend yeah. to the injured child. Like, right. he didn't bring the EMT over. Like, none of that. It was it, a, uh, things got intense in Little League football in Western New York. I was called a bitch. Um, you are one. So I've, I have been called a cunt as a child. Wow, um, that's aggressive. And that was that was like that was like these are like not fans of British, right? Football. Right. Like, these, these are, are not like, these are not these people are like, who these are like use that word. Parents. Right. It's a very like blue collar working district mm-hmm. in Western New York, and they're like, "Hey, you're such hey fifty. You're a fucking cunt." <laughs> and I'm like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> And that's when you know you just give him a little kiss, give him a little kiss, wow. and you walk back to the huddle. You know, that's how you wow. do it. Well, uh, just just for the record, uh, spitting is an automatic red card in uh, in all forms of soccer. There was there was not even a personal foul yeah. call. I, I in, remember in uh, Little League football. I remember during one of, one of the first, you know, I'm taking the course or whatever, and they're like spitting as a red card, and everyone's like. Do, do people spit on other people? And they're like, apparently it's a thing in Europe. I don't know, but uh, it's, it's apparently a, it's a thing it's, here it's too. It's a thing here too. Yeah. I can I can personally attest to such things. Such things, yeah. Uh, I don't know what the kid's name was, but I know he played for Lakeshore. All right. Well, <laughs> if you don't know his name, it means he amounted to nothing. Well, so you got the last laugh. There, well, I mean, did I amount to anything? <laughs> I, I was gonna I was gonna give you that <laughs> one. Slide. Yeah, I was gonna give you. That. I'm gonna be a college graduate soon. <laughs> yeah. Double major. Hey man, not a big deal. <laughs> not not a doctorate. That's fine. That's still, Some of hey, us had that's to still find a our top. Way. There's a top. You know, you're you're still you're I'm above, above just a regular above the regular. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I have the option to go for di- multiple different masters if I want to. Right there, you go. Alrighty, so I'm done talking about Man City. I don't want to talk about it anymore. But <laughs> yeah, it sucked. Uh, so we can move on to the match week four, which is the most recent week and. It's one of the craziest weeks that yeah. I've uh, that I've seen in, in a long time. Yeah, it's pretty intense. Yeah, I um, I mean, my personal favorite from the week is the the Liverpool Villa result. I mean, but that at least for me wasn't to do with as much absurdity. I, I don't know why it didn't seem as absurd. Yeah, it was pretty absurd. United, oh, it's definitely absurd. <laughs> but like from after I watched at least the second half of right. that match fully, and I watched the first half highlights, like. To see the goals that Villa scored, like not all of them were necessarily like Villa-based goals. I guess they get in the position and you have to make the shot. But when you get those gigantic deflections, hey, beautiful deflections. Like I mean, no, I love them. I love every. I watched well, every single one of them. So but I, I think that at least from the perspective of the other game, you have just a a wild red card that. I wouldn't. I didn't. I didn't see coming whatsoever. The, the other red card or the other game being Manu versus Tottenham. Yes, I apologize. Which, Manu versus Tottenham. And that, which, if you guys have been living under the rock for the past two weeks, the score lines of those games were seven-two Villa and six-one Tottenham. Yes. So equally absurd. Equal, yeah. Like. Right. Exactly. Because uh, you know, like lads at Spurs, like is that a thing anymore? Uh, you know, so, I still think it is. Yeah. But it definitely seems like. It's weird because like you don't want to like like Jose and like mm. I, I I still don't trust him, especially with how like I mean yes, technically when you see him on like the T V show or whatever, he's preaching like press, 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 we right. need to press. But like obviously you're not coaching that every day in practice if that's how your team performs. Right, you're parking pitch. the bus. So. Like, yeah, like you're still not necessarily a, a, a really attacking team. I don't know. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a translation error. Like uh, he called uh, Gareth Southgate Gary because uh, he thought that was short for Gareth. So that's just very. Maybe charming. it's just a uh, maybe it's just a language barrier. Oh, it's hysterical. Yes, but I'm just saying that there's obviously a clear language barrier there. Maybe press means park the bus in uh, Portuguese. <laughs> maybe, maybe, but. Um... I, I don't know. I just thought that it was it was the more absurd result to me, just because of how it came about. Like um, it, it was no. I guess you know yeah, what, you're no, right. definitely not. You're I mean, right. it's, it's you're right. the defending champions. I don't know why I said that. Defending champions. Just, just okay. pretend like that didn't exist. <laughs> no, no. I get to edit the. Do podcast, not cut this out. So this is gonna get scrubbed. No, no. This I, is not I mean, gonna get referenced. So I I disagree with your sentiment. I understand the the immediate thought. Yes, uh, but I'm the. 
Right. Then you you stopped thinking at that point, which is fine. You just um, no. See, when when I make a wrong statement, you admit I can realize that right. it's wrong, and I'll admit to it that it's a wrong. Okay. Eventually. So I guess, but at first, I really just want to defend myself right. immediately. Right. So I, I guess I the thing is, normally someone thinks they like process for a couple seconds, then they speak. Whereas you it just came out, you started defending yourself, and then you're like, ah, you know what? I'm done with the processing part. I'm going <laughs> to circle back. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the idea that a, a the defending champions lost by five goals and gave up seven goals to a team yeah. that was safe by one point last year is yeah. absolutely insane. And like yeah. we talked about the transfers, um, and they, they made some good signings, but they didn't do anything crazy. They didn't even do what Wolves did and brought in six players when they got promoted or Fulham, you know, they brought in a couple key pieces and all of a sudden they look fantastic. Um, or maybe Liverpool looks terrible. I don't know. Cause you were talking about the deflections and how, you know, yeah. should, should it really have been seven? It could have been 10. You have, yeah. you have Ollie Watkins miss a one-on-one. You have him hit the bar. You have just a lot of Barkley, I think hit the bar post or the bar is just it. It would have been insane to drop double digits, but it if you watch the full game, obviously you have to have the deflections go in. You could have been, yeah, ten goals. That that's not insane. I'm gonna have to leave this in now, but I I it was a high thought and I missed thought. <laughs> no, it's fine. It was, I'm not, it was a mistake. I'm no longer attacking you. I just I'm just giving right. you my you're breakdown of the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, I I totally understand. Um, but actually, real quickly about the deflections, everyone keeps talking about the deflections. Like, oh, obviously they get a little lucky, blah, blah, blah. The Barkley goal where Trent Alexander steps in, that's a true and true deflection. Those other two goals, that's bad defense. Virgil van Dijk and Fabino both are fading away from the ball as it's coming at them, and it hits them and gets deflected in. You gotta, You got to be more brave than that you got to step to the ball you got to do something van dyke i don't think saw the ball which you can say defends him but i think is a an indictment of him that you have a cross come in and you don't know where the ball is and you're just kind of walking before the ball hits you and then for bino he was leaning back which is just you know it's the premier league boys You, you can't do that i have revised my take on uh the red card yeah, for United. Uh, first off, it was the most ridiculous opening. Oh yeah, three goals right. in the first seven minutes, which is like the first time that's happened since like 2010. I think yeah. it's like Burnley City that the last time that happened. Yeah, um, just that that beginning was pretty wild. Um, I think that it's funny that like with the first penalty, you think that was a penalty? Uh, I'm trying to think. I just that's Martial. Oh yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, it was. He 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 stepped in. It was. I don't know not, what Sanchez just, was doing there. But. Not not just the just not just the call for United. Yeah, no. I, I can never be sure because I just I also don't like United very much. Right. But. No, I think that was. Uh, it was one of those ones that sucks because if Sanchez doesn't do that, what does Martial do? He dribbles it out of bounds or shoots it directly at the keeper. Like there's not really anything for him to do with the ball. So, but you can't, you don't referee that way. So he definitely, I mean, he just tripped him for no reason. And I don't know why. Yeah. And then well, fucking Bruno Fernandez's penalties are so annoying. Yeah, I want to slap him. He's worse than, I wanted to slap Pogba. I don't know if he picked this up from Pogba. His stupid fucking stutter step. So annoying. Maybe I just don't like Man United, which I don't. But it's funny. I was actually thinking about I, when I first started following, like they were like, you know, obviously they're the same city, the same city as city. <laughs> they, you know, should be my number one rival, but they're just such a fucking dumpster fire the past couple of years <laughs> that I don't really even care that much. Yeah, they. It's been pretty enjoyable to watch the dumpster fire. Um, but as far as the red card goes, yeah. Um, I, I I think that rewatching it again, I think that um, I don't think that Lomel is such a bad guy. He gets smacked in the dome. And then he, like, doesn't know what to do. <laughs> and then, like, after a second, he's like, well, what what, what can I do? Right. And like, it's like the only thing you can do at that point in this, like, climate of soccer is go down. Right. Like, he's think, – think about how Jose would just destroy him mm-hmm. in a locker room 
after he didn't dive after getting just straight up bitch slapped in the face. <laughs> right, like, right. But you, like, you, I, I don't blame him at all anymore yeah. because I'm thinking about all the pressures surrounding him. Right. And I think that, like, if you just get slapped in the face, like, for me, my initial reaction would be to slap back. Right. And I, I commend him for just simply falling to the ground in shock. Yeah. <laughs> which so, is what it seemed like happened. I mean, I definitely, uh, I, the immediate reaction from a lot of people on like Reddit was, "Oh, if that's a red card, then how wasn't his push a red card?" It's like because they're not the same thing at no, all. His, no. he, you jostle during corner kicks hundred percent of the complete time. Complete shoulder contact. Like, right. There's no face contact and, whatsoever. He's obviously trying to create space. And even if he catches his face, which he doesn't, it's not the same thing as purposefully slapping someone in the face. Right. Like that. Staring at them right. directly, <laughs> right. raising your hand. And bringing it across the open-handed right into their jaw. Which it's is definitely a difference. Which 100% has to be a red card immediately every single time. Oh, the contact wasn't that bad. It's like you purposely tried to slap someone in the face, which is such a fucking funny sentence. Like technically, that, if you were on the streets in right, London right. and someone just came up to you out of nowhere in front of a police officer and tried to just <laughs> smack you in the face or did, and did just smack you right across the face, mm-hmm. um, that would be assault. Yeah, right. It was just like the silliest thing he could have done, the least satisfying red card you could ever get because you achieved nothing not saying that i wanted him to punch him in the face but i'm just saying at least i would understand like right you know, you're gonna go out he, right go he, out he lost control <laughs> he punched him in the face that's fucked up but it happened no this was just a little tiny bitch slap and lamella i didn't like his reaction i understand what you're saying but the if he would have went down right away, it is what it is. But the fact he kind of looks around, it's like, did anyone see that? Which I, I get that reaction because that's what my reaction was. I was like, what the fuck did I just see? And then he's like, oh, no, my face and goes and rolls around. It's like, it's just one of those things that that because it's a red card in a game that ends up 6-1, that's something that maybe casual fans are going to see of soccer or non-fans of soccer are going to see. And for, you know, that level of acting to be out there isn't great for the sport i honestly think when people like just scream for no reason i feel like that's worse than what lamella did (laughs) yeah i mean it's the same idea though it's just like i mean is it though the screaming for no reason or rolling around on the ground for no reason i mean at least like the, the screaming usually isn't based off of anything legitimate or at least lamella got slapped in the face yeah i mean like, he definitely did but like i so first of all i don't luke advocates I, slapping in the face no um, it's a clear red card he should have been sent off right away if if your argument is that if lamella doesn't go down anthony taylor doesn't see it he doesn't give a red card then that's a ad i mean that's that, pretty likely it's i well var is watching i think that's something they would have uh, taken var, a look at var but sometimes fucking sucks but I don't, I don't, yeah, I'll accept that argument as like, okay, that's why he went down. But I mean, if you're that bad of a referee, that's on you, Anthony Taylor. But I think it just, just the, the way he rolled after he, like you, how does a slap, like a slap like that knock you down? It didn't five seconds later. And first of all, I don't know how, how long it's been since you've been in a physics class. Someone smacks you in the front of your face and you fall forward. That smack didn't knock you over. It knocked you out. <laughs> yes, I, I did. And he should be, he should have been on the sideline in the concussion protocol because brain injuries are serious, man. I mean, uh, I agree. I've had a, a, a one or two. Right. Um, it, yeah, I, I can't even... Yeah, definitely got knocked out cold. Yeah. Um, I, I, at this point, it's just like the role is just expected yeah. to me. Yeah, I mean, I don't, like, I don't, I, I don't hate it. Like, it just, it was. I actually, I do hate it. I don't blame Lamella specifically. I think it's like a, it's like a caricature of what I dislike about diving in soccer, which so. is everywhere, right. unfortunately, right. Which I, in it, which I understand and it gives you a bit advantage. I also like, understand more, you know. 60 minutes on the game that you're dead tired even if you get hit not that hard you are still gonna you're gonna stay down a little bit longer but like 27 minutes in, i don't even think he was tired 
I don't think it really makes a difference whether you're tired or not if you get slapped in the face. That's true. That's true. But I, I, I mean, like maybe if you got like upended, I would say that yeah, then the tiredness would make 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 sense. Well, but, yeah, I'm just talking about diving in general. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough. I mean, yeah. But um, yeah, I hate diving so much. So I, I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. And I will say, uh, I am largely disappointed that. Um, that red card happened because I think it became and the Villa game in Liverpool kind of took over the narrative of just the horrible horrible play from Man U they looked not good even before they got the red card Yeah, the fucking second goal where uh, Maguire tries oh, 90 million dollar man dude the Amazing. fact that he was 90 million dollars is just insane like that that oh. An entire play was just comical. Mm-hmm. I watched that and I was just like, "Yeah, that's pretty much it." Right. Like that, I, I feel like that pretty much sums it up. Yeah, like that, I pretty mean, well. The the header and then the second header still can't clear it. <laughs> Bad header. enough. The fucking pulls Luke down. The oh my god, I'm panicking so hard. I'm just gonna pull whoever this is down. And it's Luke Shaw who is about to clear the ball. He's, like he's drowning <laughs> on a grass field. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to pull down his yeah. rescuer with him. Yeah. He's like, You're coming down with me. We're drowning right now. It was bad. It was really, really bad. And I mean, he hasn't looked that bad uh, to that point, but I mean, he hasn't looked good since he's been at He United. hasn't looked 90 million pounds. No, I God, mean, no. Right. Maybe like 30? Right. Yeah, exactly. Not not even 60. Like, yeah. I, I feel like, thir- like for what right. he's produced. 30 to 40 would have been a, right. a he's decent a, value. He's like, like a, a decent purchase. Above average at this point. Premier League center back, which is not what you should get for 90 million. And not if you want to be a yeah, and not if and you not, want to be a top right. six right. side. Like that's what I think uh I finally would, spends money and he's <laughs> and that's how you spend it. Right. And it was the uh in the in the post match thread, um the someone was saying he's like, I think we finally have to admit it. Chris Smalling is our best center back. <laughs> Who is no longer, no there. longer there? Yep. Which was a sad state of affairs, even if he is your best center back, and now he's not even there. So, well, he played pretty decent for Roma for a season. That's true. That's true. I mean, he wasn't like out of this world, right? But he was solid. Yeah, but I think that's one, like, it's more solid than know. Harry Maguire. I think that's one of those things where I mean, he could grown as a player but also might be just the difference in leagues because Chris Malling's pretty bad in, that's in Premier League. That's yeah, granted it's it's two that's years fair. ago now since he's played regularly but he was not good. That's fair. I would really laugh though if he came back like two or three years from now and yeah. just like to like a lower team. Oh I would love it. I and just love. like just owns Manchester United solo. Yeah, like I mean, three set piece headers for goals. I mean he's a uh, uh, top six reject You Everton doesn't want him. Ouch, that cuts deep. <laughs> um, we're more into Barcelona rejects now. That's true, and honestly, that, that, that's mean, where we've uh, we've tended to float. It's been a lot better. I mean, Gomez, yeah, the results Gomez, have been Gomez, Mina, and Digne all from Barcelona. Yes, yeah, all good and players all, and all reasonable buys. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, Mina didn't look like it for a while, but that was really only due to the fact that he was hurt quite a bit. Right. Um, besides the fact of him being hurt, he's a pretty consistent player. He will have his occasional strokes. Yeah, yeah everyone has a stroke every once in a while. It's not it, well. Michael Keane's calmed down, but that's good. wasn't as wasn't as much as that. Um, should we go over our table? We're, we're going to do a. This is this is. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that covers it for for what we've missed so yeah. far. Oh, the only other thing um, we didn't really talk about injuries. There hasn't been a ton of long term ones. Uh, the biggest one that I know, I mean, people are out a couple of weeks. Allison's out a couple of weeks. Um, Four to six. Yeah, I mean, but two of those are well, or two of those are already yeah. gone. Yeah. So, um, and then you know, I know Allen's hurt. Richarlison's hurt. Um, Richarlison is on track to possibly okay. be back for Liverpool. Because I know he left during the game. Um, haven't yeah, so he that. actually has been in the Brazil squad. Okay, so yeah, so, so he's, he'll be fine. he's healthy enough to play. Um, the biggest one so far this season has been um, Indidi from from Leicester. He's out, I think, two to three months. Um, you know, and he was he started off pretty well for them. He was uh, he's an important you know pivot player. Is their center defensive mid industrious um, indu- industrious i like that um so he definitely you know i think he's the the biggest name so far that's been injured 
during not the biggest game the, the biggest long-term injury um obviously you know as a man city fan aguero hasn't played yet um you know, laporte just got coming back but they were injured previous to, to the season starting so previewing of this week i guess we're gonna pick a few games to go over each week uh you kind of tend to the top six but we'll we'll um we'll pick a, a lower kind of side each week we should probably pick one yeah we'll, yeah so maybe we'll do like um We'll, we'll, we'll pick, pick the, the most, most entertaining, entertaining, what we think is going to be the most entertaining game. Yeah, yeah. Going so. going forward, we're not going to strictly stick to like the top six, yeah. but we'll 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 kind of take a an individual look at how a team's right. doing. But as for right now, what we're going to kind of look at is like the the, the, yeah. the top games for next week. Early on, you're going to assume that the the top six, without knowing a lot about the teams, we're going to think they're going to be the most entertaining. That's why we're going to pick them. Uh, we're not necessarily we're not going to pick a top six team against you know a relegation candidate if it's going to be a blowout, but if they they have a good matchup, then we'll pick them. If we see a good matchup mid table, we'll, we'll definitely uh, give them all a shout out. Okay. Yeah. So I guess um, let's save let's save let's save Liverpool Everton for last. Yeah. Let's um. I guess we'll jump right into. Do you want to jump into Leicester City Villa? Yeah. Let's talk about that first. Yeah. I think that is definitely the uh, the one that I guess is the most surprising, exciting match, yeah. interesting match. You know that you wouldn't have expected to start the season, but with how great the business has been for Villa like I think that they have a, a decent chance to pull out a result here um, it is what does that mean that's at Villa I think it might be at at Leicester yeah well anyways I think that I think that Leicester's probably going to win this um, just based on the fact that they've been in pretty decent form so far wait where are they yeah they're in third third yeah, um, they've been in pretty good form so far. Vardy's firing already to start, and he's in his uh, penalty-getting mode already for the season. So I think that it's probably going to go Leicester City's way, but I wouldn't be at all surprised if, if Villa pulls one out. But, you know, knowing Ross and Ross being Ross, he'll find a way to give away a goal. So it, it's just he, every once in a while, will perform against, against Liverpool when we need him to. Yeah, so I mean, I definitely think that's an interesting game. Um, just kind of see how they follow up that that huge win, Villa, um, and see. I think the you know two week break kind of hurts them with a little bit with momentum, but I still think they're going to be able to compete with Leicester, um, and those are the guys they're going to have to compete against if they want to, you know a mid table finish. I think it is going to end up. Um, being a pretty tight game, a um, little better defensively, uh, but still not great. I think Leicester wins it two to one. Two to one. Okay, that's a good call. Um, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Leicester wins. Uh, well, I guess I would have taken two one. I'm gonna take Leicester three two. I mean, you take the same one. I mean, we're, no, no, we're no, picking. No, no. I mean, no, no, it's fine. Leicester three two. Okay, Leicester three two. Just saying, we're not necessarily going to pick differently every single time. I know, I know, ridiculous. Leicester three two for yearly rewards, sure. But. Um, okay. Um, next next match that we're going to go over here, we're going to go over City Arsenal. City Arsenal, because that looks really interesting. Um, especially since City's a little bit lower. I mean, even it's four games in, so it's not like it's 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 nothing crazy. Three for City. Three for City. But still, I mean, do you feel a little nervous at all? Like, what are you expecting going into this? Yeah, I mean, I'm a little nervous with the defense. I'm not super nervous about this game. I don't think Arsenal has the firepower. Um, The past couple of seasons, City has really managed Arsenal. Um, So I'm not specifically worried about this game, but I want to watch and and see how the defense looks. Obviously looked a lot better versus Leeds, but then the attack couldn't finish. So we'll see. Um, but I want to, you know, see the maturation of Diaz and, and see how he is. I'm sure him and Laporte will probably be the two um, starting center backs and see how that kind of goes together. I'm interested to see who who starts out at left back if it's Mendy again or um, or what. And and then um, you know, striker is another big one. I don't. I think Jesus is supposed to be healthy for this one. So. Obviously, if he's healthy, I think he plays uh, with Aguero still out. But if he doesn't, be interesting to see what we do. Um, I, mean, I think Sterling in the middle there was not the best for everyone. So we'll, we'll see. 
How do you think that Arsenal are going to come at City? What do you think that they'll try to exploit? Do you think they're just going to come after that left-back position? Or do you think that they're going to try to be more subtle about it? I think they're going to take um, take the blueprint put out by Leicester and, and try to do the same thing. Um, they have very good counter-attacking players with Lacazette. Um, up top, and they, I think, and Obama Yang, of course. I think they could, I don't think they're going to go specifically at left back, but I think they're going to, um, you know, not quite park the bus, but they're going to have a strong defense and try to exploit, um, you know, long balls over the top. And, you know, obviously with Arteta being the head coach now, he's had years learning under Pep, so he's got uh, uh, an inside track on, on what they think he's going to do and, you know, goes the other way too. But I um, I would say that with if, if you really think that that's how the game is going to go, then I think it'll be much more a, a city-based performance uh, coming out of it just due to who Arsenal relies on in the back. Right um, on defense. Um, if that's the case, I mean, I, I see this. Well, regardless, I see this going City's way. I don't really have much confidence in Arsenal. I'm going to say City four, Arsenal one. All right. Yeah. Similar. What I was thinking. I'm going to go three one City. Um, just you know, I think Arsenal hit some once early, and then they they uh, tighten up at the back, and City is able to to dominate. All right. All right. Um. I guess we'll go with our last performance, Everton-Liverpool. Should be an interesting derby. Yeah, I think it's definitely the, you know, people had this circled uh, once Everton won their first two or three games, and now it's even more interesting after the Villa game. So we'll, we'll see. Yeah, it's definitely um, interesting. Um, Tiago ended his self-isolation, so I guess that's good for them. Um... Wow. Nabi Keita is uh, tested positive for COVID. I mean, this was like nine hours ago, so I guess we should have been informed on this. But, you know, we, we, we roll as we roll here on the pod. So, positive tests are Shakiri, Sadio Mane, Tiago, and Nabi Not How do you pronounce his name? Nabi Keita. Keita? Okay, yeah. So, Keita. Keita. Uh, so, yeah. That's interesting. Uh, with that being said, I think that, that makes it a lot more interesting of a game. I feel, so it looks like Thiago is going to be back, but you don't really know. I mean, it's kind of like day-to-day. I don't know exactly what the Premier League standards are, but I would assume you'd have to have multiple tests that are negative for multiple days in a row in order to properly make your way back onto the field. Um, with that being said... Um, I guess Tiago is going to be in the match. Um, I would imagine, um, unless, you know, something's really bad is going on, I really hope that isn't happening, that Mane, because I'm pretty sure it was quite a few days ago that, that he tested positive. I mean, there's a pretty decent chance that I assume he'll be back. Um, it doesn't look like Keita. I don't think he'll probably be there with it being tested so soon. I mean, realistically, I mean, you never know really what each individual person goes through when they have COVID, so you don't know how long it's going to take them to really recover from that without much lung damage may or may not have been caused. Mm. So um, you hope that Tiago is able to go right away, but you never really know. He might still be out. Who knows? I mean, from the reports, it looks like he'll, he'll be back, but you never know. Um, with that being said, if Mane is back and if Tiago is back, I think that you're in for a really exciting match. Um, it really kind of, to me, depends on how Andy Robertson deals with the right-hand side of Everton. Personally, I think that's going to be one of the main key points of the match. Um, just because I think that in the past, they've been able to sometimes, not, not always, obviously, but pin Trent Alexander back because Richarlison is such a threat and he just sits up there. He's A lot of times he's not going to come back. But if Trent does get the ball bursting up the side, you'll see Richarlison just taking him out. Um, I don't know. What do you think about the game? Yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely a mini interesting game. Um, with uh, Keita testing positive, that throws a wrinkle in it. But I think if Tiago is good to go, he might have started over him anyway. Um, so I think that it, it's still going to be a good uh, Liverpool-Everton classic uh, derby match. I think the missing of Allison is going to be big. Um, I mean, I don't think 
I think Adrian um, gave up seven goals, so it's obviously tough to say he had an okay game, but he really did have an okay game. He made a couple of good saves, so um, obviously that made a mess of the first goal, but after that he really settled down. Um, I think it's going to be a, a well-contested match. Um, I think it's going to have some have some goals, and I think it's going to end up even. I think it's going to end up uh, 2-2 uh, with, with a goal from uh, Richarlson and then DCL keeping his... Um, Okay. Assuming we're Charles in place, of course. Right. It's kind of funny that you say that because I actually also think that it's going to be 2-2. No, that, was, that was going to be my guess as well. Um, I think that, however, I think that it's going to be Richarlison and Hamas uh, that are going to score. Richarlison off Hamas. Right, of course. Because that's all, that's like half of what Hamas does is he looks up and he just picks a completely cross-pitch pass to whoever's on the other side just sprinting forward and it's just perfect. It's just laid right in there. So, I mean, I have confidence, I, I, but Liverpool is just so good. I mean, I, I can't really bring myself to predict a win there. I think the rest of the season is when we shine. He has the confidence uh, to predict them as winning the entire season, but not yeah, versus Liverpool. Yeah, because see, you gotta, you got you gotta really try to jinx yourself you lose week against, by week. Yeah, you can lose yeah. against the top team and still win the, the league. Uh-huh. All right, full disclosure, we did forget to record these during our normal recording session, so I am currently sitting at my dining room table in my boxers trying to get these done on Friday night. So let's get it started with some outros. Take six. All right, guys, I appreciate you sticking through the whole episode, and we hope to hear have you back next week. We'll be coming back to you live after match week five in order to break down some of the games that we saw over the weekend as well as give you a preview of match week six and introduce some weekly segments. If you want to get in touch with us in between, go ahead and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, all of which you can find at A Rainy Night Pod. That's all for now, and see you see later, fuckers.